0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Wednesday, December the 2nd. This is our third podcast today. That's how we roll. And there was a 3.40 p.m. NFL game, so we had to do a podcast afterwards. The Ravens beat the Steelers. But before we get into that, in our Wednesday football recap, I want to point out that this is college basketball season. S Z N there is no better time in the world to be betting on college basketball. It is the best thing to bet on. It's fun. It's exhilarating. And I have two pieces of advice for you. First, I actually have one piece of advice for you, I guess, but first I want to point out that the CBS sports app, the free CBS sports app, is available before, during, and after the games for the best user experience out there. And the most important part about this is, as you're traveling around, or maybe not traveling, or just laying around, you you can't watch all the basketball games at once, and the football, and the college football, the ball games, all of that, you need the CBS Sports app so you can star and favorite the games and get the alerts when when points are scored, when the game is finalized, find out if it's a close game, and make sure you know if you're covering or not. So go get the free CBS sports app. There's fantastic gambling information on there. It is available for free in the app store. And you can actually watch this podcast on the CBS sports app. And if you do that, you'll, we're best friends basically. What do you think about that breach? Well,
1: I think that you already have a lot of best friends. I don't know if you can fit any more in your circle because you, it takes you about six hours to get back to. From one of my text prints, and I send you a text, I wait all day. I don't know where I am on your best friend list. uh. So maybe pretty, pretty they, low, these yeah. are like, you, you could put them in the outer tier if they, or maybe they're above me. I don't know. You're probably going to be above me, so just subscribe. No
0: comment. Uh, All right, let's get to the game. Steelers 19, Ravens 14. Oy vey if you took the Steelers minus 10 or minus 10 and a half because the Ravens obviously covered and they did so in very surprising fashion. Thanks to Deontay Johnson, bricking one off his mitts, not converting a first down, giving the ball back to the Ravens and trace McSorley Penn state legend, trace McSorley hitting <laughs> Marquise Hollywood Brown, AKA milk carton. Cause he'd been missing all season for a long touchdown in which multiple Steelers players have, I mean, if you were, if this were a college football game, like a D2 college football game, you'd accuse them of, of point shaving, but it's a professional sports event. So that probably didn't happen. Uh, the under still easily cashed, but the Ravens managed to storm through the back door, ruining everybody's Christmas.
1: Well, unless you bet on the Ravens, then your Christmas is actually better and your baby's getting better gifts. That's, did you bet on the Ravens? Ah, me and Wilson.
0: Hi, yo, silver away. <laughs> I well, am Tracy McSorley. Are you betting in Tennessee breach since November first? I mean, are you like actively betting? I would like
1: everyone to know I finished the first month. November first was the first day to December first, including this game. That I plus plus ninety dollars. Ooh, nice! That's that's, that's three dollars a day I'm making. That, that's that's enough cool. to well, buy one thing of baby food.
0: What did them, you deposit? So like what? What did you deposit? If you're up ninety dollars, uh, two hundred to start. So mm-hmm. I'm at two ninety.
1: That's you've gotten. Oh 50, yeah! If you look at it from that way, it's almost fifty percent return. Yeah, so, you know, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy.
0: What do you bet in a game? Like ten, twenty five
1: bucks? Uh, twenty five max. But okay. I'll, I'll do a couple parlays with ten dollars. Let's
0: switch it up. I like it. And can you do it on the, like the? Is it Fanduel? Uh, it is actually BetMGM. Oh, and you have like an app you can just bet at your house and William Hill is not
1: in Tennessee just in case our friends at William Hill are listening I would have signed up with them in a second uh, yeah there's an app there is they only have FanDuel DraftKings and BetMGM are your only three options here
0: oh that's three options that's pretty good we got nothing in North Carolina except you know uh, and you can anyway. only
1: do it on your phone there's no casino there's no sports books to go to everything is on your computer and phone in
0: Tennessee that sounds great it is great yeah you just bet legally on your phone that's fantastic so Ben Rollinsberg, your top fantasy performer with 14 points. Holly Brown tied him. Hollywood Brown tied him with 14. Incredible. Um Ryan, from a Steelers perspective, what do you take away from this game, if anything? By the way, the Ravens eliminated from the AFC North in this game. So you can sort of do like a dance, you know, you sort of do like a like Suck It Ravens dance or whatever that would be. But
2: I would only do that dance to the Trace McSorley song. Trace which we just found out. Thanks to Debo.
0: I mean, it's not like the, I mean, look, the Steelers defense played pretty well. I mean, RG three finished seven of 12, 33 yards in a pick. That's, Here, let me,
2: they played fantastic. You mentioned the trace McSorley busted play at the end, which I knew that was going to come just because, but the only other touchdown came after that, after, uh, Ray, Ray McLeod fumbled a, a punt at the 15, 20 yard line, wherever it was. And they had a short field and the only success RG three had was running the ball. Um, and it looked like he made, made the, like, um, Mike Tarica, who called the game for Al Michaels and, and Chris Collinsworth seemed to indicate, like, in the first half, they thought Trace Wicksworthy might come in, but, uh, it wasn't until the second half when it looked like RG3 pulled a hammy that he, he came in, but I don't think it made much
0: difference. They were basically the same person. So here is where, so the Steel, the, the Ravens made it, uh, across into Pittsburgh territory th- four times once on that touchdown the muff punt where they got the ball there and they started on the Pittsburgh 16 again to close out the first half which we'll get to in a second <laughs> where they scored zero points uh, from the Pittsburgh 1 uh the next drive to open the third quarter they got to the Pittsburgh 39 and punted and then of course they uh threw a 70-yard touchdown so they never they, they ended in Pittsburgh territory but never actually got across half field I think well. I
2: think I heard correctly the touchdown was the first first down, passing first down of the game for the Ravens. I think that's what I heard correctly. They well, had a that of, is one way is in, correct.
0: They, had they only had one, so yeah. There you go.
2: They had a bunch of rushing first downs. There was a point in the three.
1: third quarter where the Ravens did not have a passing first down and the Steelers did not have a rushing first down. Wow.
2: It looked like a week one preseason game if you made all, all the starters play after not doing anything during training camp. I,
0: th- I thought Big Ben actually looked kind of sharp.
2: He was the sharpest one out there. He should uh I don't know what what you can say these days he should take his wide receivers out behind the woodshed for all those drops i mean there were I, s- I uh, think there were seven. Sixth and county. what are you A-ing about
1: i I mean I was just saying if I'm big Ben on if I'm taking up behind the woodshed because they're gonna be like, well, what about all those times we bailed you out in the first eleven weeks of the season uh we owed you owed us, we owed you we're all even now let's let's get the week that's 13. i mean that's
2: fine but it, it's probably frustrating in the moment. And I think, I haven't heard Mike Thomas press conference yet, but people on Twitter seem to think he's very angry about the, the way things transpired. And I think part of that were the, the drops. And they weren't tough drops. In fact, the, the most difficult play of the game was my boy James Washington, Oklahoma State, making that moon ball catch, which I thought was a 100% going to be a pick six in the fourth quarter. I don't know how he caught it. I don't know why Big Ben thought it was a good idea to throw that pass. That was the toughest play of the game, um, and it wasn't even close. But the rest of the game was
0: marred by... A ton of drops, but I think Big Ben I think is playing. Philip Rivers actually started trending on Twitter when Ben threw that. That, is, that <laughs> is a that's a Philip Rivers, <laughs> and ben, like, you're
2: like but,
0: but at And the pick, also that was his. Pick, at the pick. You're like, wow, how is that a catch? It's an. Incredible that was his throw.
1: second Philip Rivers throw of the game because he did the uh, uh, his right interception now. in the first quarter. Where that was also a
2: talking point for stupid. He,
1: he you know he's about to get sacked. He just throws it up. Although you know it could have been worse. He could have been Derek Carr and just thrown it ten rows in the stands on fourth down and not giving your receiver a chance.
2: Well, that um, would have been better, though, than what happened. But
1: that James Washington play, that was bonkers, because that could have been a pick six. Like, we're sitting here and and praising this, but you're talking about a Steelers team that had like well, eight or nine. I'm not praising it. Or, or they win the game. So, But we're talking about a team that had eight or nine drops to that point. James Washington has three guys around him, and it, it could have been a pick six. The Ravens could have just picked it off, period, fallen down. They're only 30 yards from winning the game. I mean, it was insane that he threw that ball when he had made so many. And obviously, it worked out but he made so many good decisions, so many uh, great throws, and that was like on the cusp of – on the fine line of great throw and, and well, borderline no. craziness.
2: It was borderline crazy. There was no nothing okay. great okay. about it except James Washington. But I will say this. Maybe he thought they can't catch the easy passes, so I'll just throw something crazy up there and see what happens, and, and James Washington caught it.
0: It was a huge conversion.
2: Uh, astronomical. But
0: so let, let's go – there. Chris, was Chris a, Collins was like, ah, Mike, we're going to be talking about that catch for years to come in Pittsburgh. Uh, like, let's, so let's, let's let's go
2: through the down. uh the, the yes. list of because at the end of the game there was some minor controversy, not a lot. But the first controversial thing was the I think the big big men's interception came first. So yeah. if you're gonna I'm fine with going for the fourth down there, I'm fine with throwing it. Uh Derek Watt was wide open. I don't know he, why he, he missed be, he missed
0: Watt. Walt, Walt. But here's
2: the thing. Why is why is Watt your primary receiver there? Yeah. That's that's question one. Number two, throw it away. I'm fine with them getting the ball at one. RG three is terrible. What you can't oh, do
0: what you yeah, what you, you throw can't make a stack. And you can't throw a pick. Just throw because it away. If the, Ravens and, and have, just... if the Ravens have any intelligence whatsoever, they take right. a knee, and the ball's on so, the 20.
2: That's right. So you can't throw an interception in the end zone. And I'm fine eating it and throwing it, throwing it, throwing it in completion because the ball's at the 1 and let RG3 try to fi- figure that out. But you can't throw a pick, and then you can't if the Ravens t- tie his are I think, intercepted. You can't run it out. So those right. are two stupid plays there by both parts. Um, Maybe I don't have really
0: a pick to Tyus Bowser either. Jeez,
2: it was I mean, you look at the the throw from like behind. He's like, oh my god, he literally threw it right to him.
0: Well, and what, what happened was there was a receiver running. He was covered behind by three, Tyus Bowser by three people. Yes, and it's like Ben was trying. I mean, you, you look at it, you're like, Wait, is that who you're trying to throw to? Like, what right. what was the goal there?
2: So that was one sort of dumb dumb play on both parts. The other one I think is at halftime. And Breach, do you have the specifics because I don't remember the play by play. Before but...
0: before we get to that, I am curious So at that point when Ben throws the pick.
1: It's right, that game. was the RG three through the pick six. Three but they're down later.
0: seven to six.
1: Or they up No, it was zero zero when Ben threw the pick. No. Six. Well, nine. Ben Ben's interception, it was zero zero.
0: Uh, I don't think that's correct. That's
1: yes. Okay.
0: Breach is
2: usually pretty good at these things.
0: I know.
1: Because I heard... the the pick six was the first score of the game, and that came when the Ravens got the ball after oh, Ben's right, interception.
0: Right, right, right. right, right. Yeah. You're right, you're right. Okay, sorry. What am I looking at here?
1: Uh last year, last year, <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> last
0: year, get out. Uh,
1: we both said it, but I, well, uh, to what you guys were saying about Tyus Bowser, though, is that if you don't have a clear path to uh, the end zone, the other end zone for a hundred yard pick six, you don't take it out of the end zone. When RG three is your quarterback, you look at your first two possessions, you went three and out and then your quarterback fumbled it because couldn't run a zone read because he hasn't practiced in 10 days. So the fact that he tried to take it out and you give your team the ball at the six yard line. uh, I mean, we were probably all thinking there's a good chance the sealers defense is going to score here with the Ravens at their own six and RG three turning the ball over like crazy. And that's exactly what happened. So you had the pick six, uh, The RG three threw on third
0: and four from the Ravens 12. Okay. Right. So it was RG three fumbles. Then Ben throws the pick. Then it was the pick six back the other way. It was like back to, because it was, it was it three straight very possessions three three straight possessions. Okay. I don't know why I'm, when I'm looking at the Steelers possessions, it says field goal, field goal interception. Weird. Um. At, at any rate. Yes. So that was the, the Steelers were looking. I, and I think too, going for it there, the the thought process is, you know, we get a touchdown here and I mean that's we're we're two touchdowns away from this just being over. Right. And um, if you
1: don't score, the Ravens are at the one yard line. You know, if Ben throws out of the end zone and again the Ravens went three and out and fumbled on their first two possessions, so you like them as a Steelers defense, you want Baltimore to throw in one yard line.
2: Yeah, they, up to that point, they had run four offensive plays for two yards. So it wasn't like if they get the ball to one, they're going to suddenly throw, you know, throw a 99 yard bomb.
1: So literally Baltimore, the only thing you didn't want was a turnover where you take the ball out of the end zone and get the ball at the seven yard line. Anything else would have been good.
0: Uh, okay. So halftime, Wilson mentioned it in Breach. You are good at these specifics. So why don't you set up, uh, the way that halftime unfolded unless you want me to. I'll I like. just
1: say it real quick. So the Ravens got down to the four yard line. They had a first and goal. They called a handoff which eh, I don't know if I would have done that because that For 26 sense,
0: seconds when no timeouts,
1: I believe that's no, with the the 26 seconds is when they used their last timeout. So yeah. if they had called a pass play there that either goes incomplete in gotcha. the end zone, gotcha. then yeah. the clock stops and you still have one timeout left, but instead they call a run play on first and goal from the four. Uh Obviously they have to call a timeout to stop the clock at the 26 second mark. They have no timeouts left at this point. But the play did gain three yards. So now you have second and goal from the one yard line, uh, with 26 seconds left. 26 seconds should be time to run three plays. So this should have been a no brainer. Uh, but what they do is they run up the middle with no timeouts. There's a whole cluster of people on the ground, a pile and the Steelers are just lollygagging, trying to get up. They
0: waste what a good 15, 20 seconds. I would call it lollygagging. I would say that, like the Steelers are dead fishing it. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're <laughs> piled out like completely. They're weakened at Bernie's inning. It like they are just lying there completely dead. John Harbaugh is freaking out on the sidelines Irene. in a mask, losing his mind, screaming about a delay game, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, and so then what we have is that by the time. So, again,
1: the, the second-and-goal snap was taken with 26 seconds. By the time they got the third-and-goal snap off, there was only three seconds left. They tried to throw uh, past Luke Wilson, which was a great throw by RG3. Luke Wilson had it in his hands, should have caught it. Mika Fitzpatrick made a great play to knock it down. Uh, so, But by the time that ball hit the ground incomplete, the half was over. So the Ravens didn't even get a field goal. If they would have called this play with five seconds left, if there hadn't been so much dead fishing by the Steelers, then the, the Ravens have enough time to kick a field goal, which could have been potentially big because then it's 12-10 at halftime. Uh, it, just makes it a different game, but no. So it was the, it was a pretty insane final forty seconds, and I think you can fault both sides. Terry McCauley said on the broadcast he thought the Steelers should have been called for delay of game. So it was it was pretty bonkers.
0: Yeah. So I think uh, I don't disagree with the idea that there could have been a delay of game called, but to me, it's sort of like John Harbaugh is like mad. he's mad that he jammed his hand in a hornet's nest and his hand is being stung. You ran the, I mean, cause Chris Collinsworth and, and, and Mike Tirico, and I keep wanting to call him Al Michaels and Tarico's look, by the way, fantastic. Oh, the hat, the, tight
2: the jacket button and up
0: like and it. the, like the barber jacket on top, beautiful. So uh, Tirico and Collinsworth Collinsworth's like, you know, uh, Mike, like, you, you know, you can run it. He's like, you can run it once here, but you're probably only going to get two plays. It's a dangerous move. If you pass on that initial down with the clock stopped, you give yourself three plays maybe, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, at least. Um, You also needed to have the option, like, were they, I mean, I guess they were prepared to run the second play, which was smart. You knew after you didn't get the run play, you were going to run that play to Luke Wilson. But the problem is you really needed points there. And if you, instead of running the play to Luke Wilson, if you spike it, you're getting three with Justin Tucker and you feel so much better going into halftime uh, than, than they did. And then so instead, you know, they're going into halftime, uh, down 12 to seven instead of it being 12 to 10. And I realize that that's fairly minuscule in the, the larger scale of things, but it's a pretty huge deal when you. No, it's not minuscule at all. It's a big deal. It's you a huge it. deal. You're playing a great defense in a must win rivalry game. Your starting quarterback is out with COVID. You're missing tons of players. You can't. And your defense
1: is playing out of its mind. It held the Steelers to six points because remember the other six came on the pick six. So your defense literally only gave up six points in the first half. So only being down a field goal when you have the best kicker in the NFL on your team uh, would have been huge.
0: It it boggles my mind that you wouldn't throw on first down, or I guess it would be second down, right? Yeah. Throw on because you call the timeout after first down. Throw on second down throw on third down and kick and get out of there run your two best you 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 basically have a two a shorter two-point conversion run your two best plays in your playbook and they have to do your two best passing plays now we'll
2: say this in their defense rg3 clearly has breach point out with the mesh mess up on the sure. second series he hadn't practiced with these guys he's played he started one game in two and a half years he didn't play at all in 2017 i don't think he has a lot of Experience. I don't. I mean, I'm assuming he knows the playbook. But knowing the playbook and the executing is one thing. So maybe that was a concern. That well, isn't. That isn't excuse the the stupidity with the, the play
0: call. Well, running. But right, I mean, I, I mean, I sort of thought this before. And I mean, obviously this is hindsight. But running read option with RG three and backup running backs in a hostile environment with nasty weather and limited practice is probably a bad idea. Like you're asking him to read a defender. And that's what Pittsburgh does. I, I understand that that gives you an advantage by the numbers, and that's probably you need to bust out some crazy stuff. But that advantage in.
1: goes away if you fumble the ball because these guys haven't practiced together in ten days or ever, uh, except for two walkthroughs.
0: And not that RG three was passing the ball well. It's just it's a it's a tough situation for him. I don't think I don't know that Lamar Jackson wins this game either, though, as close as it was. Um, so yeah, they they come out with no points before half, and it just sort of rips your you know just sort of. <laughs> it really takes some 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 wind out of your sails when you come out gunning like that and feel like you've got some momentum in the first half to steal a win in Pittsburgh in a huge spot. Uh, there, you know, no points scored. In that. Well, you know, we'll talk about the, the second half uh, after the break.
2: Did you know that while over sixty percent of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than twenty percent of them take the first step? The reason building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey from launching and managing. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, TaylorBrands.com slash CBS Sports. That's T A I L O R B R A N D S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands.
0: From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Explore how art and music sustained hope during the Siege of Sarajevo. Thanks in part to humanitarians and the band u YouTube. Kiss the Future. New documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply. So zero points scored in the third quarter. You're loving it for the under and thinking we see a Pittsburgh touchdown. Ben marches the Steelers down the field. They're running like sort of an up tempo passing game, short, quick hitters. It's working. It worked against the Ravens last time in the second half. Hits Juju Smith Schuster for a one yard touchdown, nineteen seven, and you think it's over. And then I guess that's when shenanigans happen. Is that when the next crazy thing happened, Wilson? What what are we thinking here?
2: I was thinking the very end of the game. What am, the am I?
0: Fourth down. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So then yes. Yeah, so then the Hollywood Brown trace only thing happens, and then there's some nonsense with the fourth down, right?
2: Right. Sorry, I was muted. Uh, yeah, so they, the Steelers run the ball like they're going fourth down. They, they were done passing the ball because every receiver uh, on the Steelers roster refused to catch the pass. Eric Ebron and Deontay Johnson, chief among them. So they're running the ball. Benny Smith, uh, stiff-armed Marcus Peters, uh, back to Baltimore, which was, uh, fun to watch unless you're Marcus Peters. And then, um, I think it was third, yeah, it was third down and a few yards. And Benny Snell looked to be about an inch short. And when they measured it, it actually looked to be short. Mike Trigo actually thought it was fourth and inches. Um, they reviewed it, and again, I don't know why we don't have chips in footballs and footballs, and why they don't have you know chips, chips uh, lasers across the field where the first down marker is. But it's 2020. Why well, would we expect technology to be a big part of this? Uh, so they reviewed it. The play stood as called, so it was first down, and they just ran out the clock. I, I would understand why John Harbaugh was understandably upset by it. I don't think necessarily they were going to win that game. I don't even know if the Steelers would have gone for it. I would have gone for it, Big Ben sneak, but knowing Big Ben, he would have fumbled the ball and gotten hurt in the process. So. Um, maybe you punt it down to the 10 and let Trace McSorley work that Trace McSorley magic.
1: Well, let's forget about the review. Let's pretend the review didn't happen. Did you guys think the measurement was enough for a first down?
2: No, I just said no.
1: no like, it it, it, it's, it clear cut should have been fourth in like, inches, right? Like, like a fourth like, and an inch.
2: Yeah, It looked like an inch. That's right. But, you know, they didn't pull out the Gene Steratore index card. Then they would have <laughs> gotten it right.
0: I, I mean, know. I, I just don't. I think we just sort of given up hope that the officials will be Well that's not why the Ravens lost, but it was this annoying. I mean, but this happens every game. It's like there's billions of dollars at stake. There's jobs at stake, there's future contracts at stake, there are playoff spots at stake, there's again millions of dollars being gambled, millions of dollars in fantasy football at stake, and you're trusting a bunch of old blind men wearing striped shirts and isotoner shoes to make Judge like judgment calls of lightning quick athletes with their like lens crafter contacts in. What are we doing?
1: And if it had been fourth and inches, uh, the Steelers could have run the clock down to about thirty eight seconds. So the Ravens, if they stopped them on fourth and inches, if Ben failed on this QB sneak. Baltimore got gotten the ball back with just over 30 seconds left, and they would need needed about 55 yards to score. But obviously they threw a 70-yard touchdown in the last possession, so who's to say they couldn't have done it? They wouldn't have or, had any, any timeouts. six? Yeah. I mean, literally anything. Zork, day, James who, Washington.
2: Who's to say they wouldn't have, Everybody. There was no way they would have thrown another touchdown pass. let uh, McSorley,
0: that. have you ever listened hey, to that song, man? You're, as a Ravens fan and as a Ravens player and as a Ravens coach, you'd like to at least have the chance. No, that's right.
2: Yeah. I don't I don't have any disagreement with that. It was it was a minor controversy. It was um annoying at at least and and super annoying at most. Um I will say this. And if I were Mike Tomlin, I would make the wide receivers run sprints after practice like it was high school. <laughs> and I would make Deontay Johnson and Juju Smith Schuster run extra and Deontay Johnson run extra on top of that because if you are playing the Ravens and if Marlon Humphreys is anywhere near you, he will punch the ball out. Why this isn't clear, it is one of the most frustrating things to watch as a Steelers fan. So watch Marlon Humphrey just punch the ball every single time. It happened, happened last year for sure in Pittsburgh when they, they lost the game. Um, Juju fumbled against Marlon, Marlon Humphrey. It happened this game. Marlon Humphrey punched it out against Juju, went out of bounds, happening against Deontay Johnson late in the game, who carries the ball like R- R- Rashard Mendenhall, which drives me crazy. <laughs> and that went out of bounds as well, but those balls could have bounced, it, you know, Fumbles are luck, and Football Outsiders have been doing research on that forever. But the Steelers got lucky twice because the ball went out of bounds. But both times, Marlon Humphrey, doing what Marlon Humphrey does, and
0: no one seems to be aware that that's what he does. So, there. That's my rant. By the way, in unfortunate injury news relating from this game, Bud Dupree, according to a report from Mike Garofalo, suffered a torn ACL initial test reveal that was sort of obvious while it was live. Which sounds kind of crazy, I guess, but it sure did look that way. And that sucks because Bud Dupree was playing really good football, was about to hit free agency and now is going to be coming off a uh, torn ACL suffered late in the season, which is going to make it obviously much more difficult to get a contract. And yeah, we'll, he should be, the franchise tagging.
2: He should be healthy to go if everything's fine. But again, that, that, that's summertime. You got to get, you like to get paid January, February, March, obviously.
0: Right, exactly. Um, Again, reported, that's a big know, blow though for the Steelers in the playoffs.
2: Yeah, but I mean, everyone's battling injuries. We saw this Ravens team decimated by players on both sides of the all. Their defense sure. showed up, and their defense showed up against a really good offense. So you know, they'll double team TJ Watt now, and now you hope Alex Highsmith, their third round pick, who's actually played pretty well, can can offer something. So we'll, he won't offer Bud Dupree type stuff because Bud Dupree's been playing like a crazy crazy person but yeah it sucks in fact when you saw it because he started beating the ground he he slipped it was non-contact and just started pounding the ground and it was weird because i saw it go well that's terrible and neither um al nor nor chris mentioned it and they didn't say anything until a few plays later when he walked off the field and when you can if you get up and walk off the field that doesn't mean anything you could have still done some yeah, damage it Means to. nothing right but um so i first i thought maybe it was achilles so the fact that he walked was good news but uh,
0: you know you don't right, achilles would be worse i think
2: i think so so the fact that he was able to walk off the field gave me some hope, but
0: yeah, I mean, a torn ACL is is not the end of the world. It's but it's just it's the timing. Su- the I mean, timing. It's just saying the timing sucks for right. Bud Dupree because he was about to hit free agency, and the timing sucks for the Steelers because they basically had the best pass rushing duo in football between Dupree and TJ Watt, and now TJ Watt's going to see a lot more double here's team. The, here's
2: the good news: I mentioned Alex Eisen's third round pick. They also have Tyson Alou, who's number one according to Pro Football Focus in the middle. Uh Steph Toett, who didn't play today because he's on the COVID list, who's like top ten in terms of interior edge rusher. Cam Hayward, who's top five. So if there's one place where you could withstand uh some losses, it's the it's the defensive line. So I, I think they'll be okay there. Obviously losing Bud Dupree is a huge huge problem, but they're they're pretty stout uh, up front.
1: Uh one thing I will say real quick about the Ravens and go back to them real quick. Uh, instance, you mentioned they only got into Steelers territory four times in this game. So you think they'd be looking to maximize points? I thought, uh, one curious decision I saw people kind of wondering about on Twitter was the fact that they punted from the Steelers 39 yard line on fourth and 12 instead of attempting a field goal. Uh, this was their f- opening first possession of the second half. They had just stopped the Steelers on a fourth down. They drove into Pittsburgh ter- territory. They got to the Steelers 37 yard line on third down. They're in. Easy field goal range at that point. Uh, then they lose two yards on a run, which I don't know what you're doing on third and 10 from 37 Why you're running it unless you're trying to set up a field goal. And now it's fourth and 12 from the 39. So they can try a 57-yard field goal. They have Justin Tucker, and when you're playing a game where points are at a premium, uh, you know, you, you got to consider this. I think Tucker thought they were going to kick because he started uh, stepping on the field, and then John Harbaugh was like, no, nah, man, we're punting it. And I think the issue there was – what would you have kicked there? I, I would have kicked there with Tucker. And I mean, obviously Tucker thought he was going to make it, but here's the issue. Here's why Harvard Harbaugh didn't do it. It was in the open end of Heinz field. Uh, the longest field goal ever in an NFL game at Heinz field is 53 yards in the regular season. That's 50, crazy. That's 53 crazy. yards. That's it. And so you're talking about – th- there's been a couple 55-yarders in the preseason, but we're talking about regular season pressure. Uh, it's usually – the weather's a little bit colder because you're you're later in the year. Uh, yeah, so you're talking about nobody's ever hit a field goal longer than 53 yards in an NFL regular season game at Heinz Field. So I think that made Harbaugh kind of hesitate there, and he did not want to give the Steelers' field position at the 47-yard line, which is sure. where they would get it if Tucker missed. Uh but, you know, it's a 12-7 game. A field goal cuts it to 12-10, and I feel like a guy like a normal kicker probably has about a 40% shot of hitting that at Heinz Field. I would say Tucker's probably closer to 65 or 70, Uh and I'm taking that chance in a 12-7 game uh, and giving him a shot to make it.
2: The, an average field goal kicker has a 0% chance of making a 57-yard open in Heinz Field. Are you saying 40%? They've never made it.
1: No, it wouldn't That's be. It's, it wouldn't be zero percent though, because there's kickers who have hit 57 yarders who maybe have not gotten a t- chance to attempt one at Heinz That's
0: Field because Probably.
2: maybe it's not 40. percent Is my point? It's Are not
0: zero percent. You like the math guy? This I love.
2: Good. I love that you're telling me how probabilities work. I understand that. I was saying it for for effect, but it's it's not 40. percent Breach is drunk.
1: Uh, it's not zero percent.
0: Right, Breach doesn't know anything about kicking. Um, Breach. Breach brought out. Breach brought. Out, I was like, surprised they didn't kick the That's about the, field the goal longest goal goal. field goal made in Heinz Field of the regular season. It's like, that's not forty percent. It's like thirty-eight point nine.
2: This is the same breach who ran a fifteen-minute marathon and can throw a ball eighty yards. So let's take it easy. On the, <laughs> right. On
0: the, I will yeah. blindly believe anything breach says about kicking field goals. <laughs> like it doesn't. Breach I like, I don't
2: dispute the sixty-five to seventy percent on the Tucker side. I don't know if four out of ten kickers, two out of five could
1: make. Jake Elliott tried a fifty-seven yarder at Heinz Field earlier this season. Do you remember what happened, Debo? Debo's muted. I'll t- I'll spoil it. Yeah, yeah, that's what. It, Ryan, you have to watch YouTube. Ryan was the ref. Well, it's it not. It's not that it you missed. can't
0: get the distance. It's that you can't get the accuracy.
1: It's there's wind. It swirls. Yeah. Uh, and and you know, obviously from that length, if the wind's in your face, you might not be able to get the ball there. So there's a lot of factors that go into it. Uh, but again, I was surprised the Ravens did not try to hit that. If they had made it, it would have been twelve ten, uh, with nine minutes left in the third quarter.
2: Yeah, I mean, I would, I would definitely. I, what do you got to lose?
0: And we say well, that all the time. And- <clears throat> I was gonna say, do you think that it mattered to Harbaugh the fact that previously he had not gotten the points at halftime? Why would that matter?
1: Well so if, just... it, if it was twelve to ten, maybe if they had gotten a field goal
0: before halftime, what it's is thinking of it? You'd be like, all right, screw it, let Tucker kick for the kick for the you know, kick for the lead. And then I, hold I, on I, to our defense. maybe not even like it didn't affect his decision making so much as he was sort of on tilt from what happened before half.
2: You know what's hilarious? You know what's trending right now? Worst 11-0.
0: <laughs> Guess what?
2: They're still 11-0, baby.
0: Uh, I mean, they very well could Isn't it weird that there's no... Remember when the Panthers went on their... I think they lost the Falcons in like week 14 <laughs> or week 15, <laughs> maybe. What they end up... How many did they 15 win in one. a row? one
2: How many did they win in a row to start? Um, remember? Oh, anyway, the, people were calling in the worst whatever. No team but the like
0: every game. week there was a new article about How the Panthers were so they got to fourteen and zero and lost the Falcons in week sixteen, and every week from like like week ten it was like, is this the worst nine and zero? Is this the worst ten and zero? Is this the worst eleven and zero team of all time? And it was like clickbait headlines left and right. The Steelers haven't gotten one of those, and they're very clearly just not one of the best eleven and zero teams ever. Well, and it's crazy
1: because I feel like people are talking about it. As Wilson just said, it's training on Twitter. Just no one's writing the article. It's, it's almost like the writer doesn't want to deal with the wrath of Steelers fans. Yes. Because, look, you look at their schedule. They've only played two teams that have a winning record. They've played Baltimore twice, and they've played uh the the, the Titans. Like that, that That's it. it and and here's the, Titans- the thing.
2: If they had lost to the Jaguars last week, no one would care that they were. No one's saying they're the worst 10-1 team ever because no, it doesn't matter. It's just one game, and people are like, oh, it's undefeated, and they want to whinge about that.
0: Well, I mean, so they bear, they should have lost. Okay. Like they beat the crap out of the Bengals and Jaguars the last two weeks. They took care of business against the Ravens this week, but it wasn't easy. And the Ravens are tough and missing Lamar Jackson, but that, so asterisks are there or whatever. Um, they should have lost the Cowboys. Yeah. Definitely should have lost the Ravens the week before that. Beat the Titans by three. They should have gone to overtime. Goskowski
1: missed a field goal with like a minute left in that game.
0: Uh, and then the first three weeks, they were, like, limping around, messing with the Texans, Broncos, and Giants. I do think that um, lately, though, you have to give a little bit more credit because Ben is playing really well. And we saw, we've saw, we seen this before with Steelers teams where Ben, and this is different as well because he's coming back from the injury thing, but he's come out of the gate slow. The defense has played well. Other aspects of the team have picked it up. And then when Ben realized it's getting later in the year and he need the offense needs to get going, he starts to play better.
2: He's the guy at the Shoney's buffet that hears last call because he was take, he was slow walking it during the first three hours of the buffet. Fifteen minutes, bell goes off. He's like, "All
1: right, <laughs> I got to go get." And then he has to get seven Shoney's. plates, and they have Fair to keep Shoney's son. up three hours past closing <laughs> time. Yeah, that's yeah. right.
0: Yeah. Or you like, like 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 walking through the like the three and a half k like the three and a half k or like five right. k walk? He's like strolling, and it's like, "Oh, I got to hit my time," and then just all of a sudden this blitz creaking the last mile. That's called that's called breaching it. <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah, and Breach it works.
1: I'll take that as a compliment. They're 11 now. I'll be the worst marathon runner of all time if I'm hitting my three-and-a-half-hour mark. Well, but the Steelers uh, actually won their 11 games. <laughs> they didn't lie their way through the You race. know what's funny, though, is that we marathon. all – I think we talked about this briefly on Sunday. We all agree – like, we unanimously agree that the Steelers are not the best team in the AFC and that I, I don't even have them in my top two because I said I thought the Titans were the number two team in the AFC, even though obviously they lost the Steelers, but that was a long time ago. And who else did uh, they lose
2: to? Who? The Titans.
1: Well, I mean, that plays into why I'm building them up, Wilson. They lost to the amazing <laughs> Joe Burrow at Cincinnati Bengals.
2: I mean, they're good. I, don't get me wrong. I think they're a good team. I think the Bills are a good team. I, I think the Steelers are second behind the Chiefs just because they beat the Titans. And the Titans, I played better clearly since that loss to the Bengals, but that, I don't even know how you explain that loss. That's what's so hard to get my head around. Like, I get like the Steelers struggling against bad teams. They do that all the time. And, and the Titans, beating some bad teams or whatever, but the debate, like how do you go in that game and just not show up? That's my only, only concern about the team. They're third right now in the division for, in the comments for me
1: though. Uh, I mean, the only thing I would defend the Titans with is that they were coming off they're, the Steelers game. Third. One of those classic trap games.
0: You're going say the Titans are third or the Steelers are third? I'm saying the Titans are third. Uh behind the Steelers in the geez. right. And I'm saying the Steelers I mean, are third. I, you have to put the Steelers second. Even if I'm you don't them trust them as much, you, you have to put the Steelers second. I do think the Bud Dupree thing matters. Yeah, it does. Um, the, the lack of a running game, I think, matters.
2: Yeah, James Connery kind of back, but the offensive line is not a good run. And he still ran pretty well tonight. He did a great job, and I did appreciate the Marcus Peters stiff arm.
0: Obliterating Marcus Peters, smashing his soul into the ground. All right, Juju, so had a nice, Juju had a nice stiff arm in the first half, too. Yeah. Um, let's look at the Steelers' schedule coming up. They have the Washington football team in five days. Yeah, it's on Monday at 5 p.m. Then they're at on Buffalo, Fox. at Cincinnati, Indianapolis, and at Cleveland. They can do the Steelers two, secure the number one seed in the AFC, and or do they run the table?
2: No, they're not going to run the table. They have some tough games.
0: Yeah, I don't think they'll run the table either. They
2: have, they have three, two and a half tough games. You want to consider the Browns a tough game?
0: I think Washington's a tough game.
2: Washington will be a tough game because, again, you have that defensive front. You can't run uh, on them. They, well, that's fine. The Steelers don't like to <laughs> Anyway, you're going to have 50, 50 passes from Big Ben as usual, but you have to make sure he's not taking Chase, Chase Young body slams. Yep. Um But I think the offense will mirror sort of what we saw with the Ravens offense and that Alex Smith ain't going to light it up. He's more competent than than 3 for sure, but it's not like a big play offense outside of Scary Terry and Antonio Gibson, somebody you have to keep an eye on. What else is there?
1: Yeah, uh, um, and the crazy thing is, I, I agree with Ryan that I, I don't think they're going to run the table. But if the Chiefs and Steelers both go fifteen and one, which is absolutely possible, the, the tiebreaker Chiefs is
0: Chiefs are going to get the tiebreaker.
1: The the tiebreaker is record against common opponents.
0: Right? Didn't they go to conference record first? And then well, they would both be eight and one. I think eight and one. The Steelers are on the, the NFC teams. Left Chiefs will that, win right? the tiebreaker. Oh yeah, unless
1: the Steelers' only loss is to Washington. Then yeah. The Steelers would win the tiebreaker, so
2: they should lose to Washington. Is what you're saying?
1: At the, well, I mean, they probably don't want to lose That's anyone. It's not a crazy
0: idea to just tank against Washington and then run the rest, run the table the rest of the just way. Just forfeit the game to Washington. <laughs> you play in five days
1: <laughs> and then uh, rest, yeah. rest everyone. Get back what, on the field.
0: I wonder what Roger Goodell do if, like Mike
2: Tomlin said, hey, yeah, we're just not showing up. Give us yeah, L. you
1: made us play on Wednesday. You postponed our game three times. You screwed us over. We're forfeiting. Well, the Steelers would 100- players wouldn't get paid. That's the problem.
2: And they I were 100%. Pay him out of his own pocket. And they would 100% take the Steelers' first-round pick. I guarantee it would be some punishment, like, insane, like Because you can't just say, I'm not showing up. Yeah. Even if you feel slight. On away. a Monday night game? <laughs>
0: yeah. Was that game on Fox. Uh, 5 CBS? PM.
2: Fox, 5 p.m. Bre- Breach just said that.
0: Fox, 5 p.m. Oh, speaking of Washington, Russell Westbrook and John Wall just got swapped. What I, didn't is John,
2: I didn't know John Wall was still playing, to be honest with you.
0: John Wall's, like, 28. I'm just All doing right, the Debo effect. Um. So, uh, the Ravens are the Ravens making the playoffs? Chris Collinsworth tried to sell it towards the end of the game.
2: Uh, so they're eighth. I mean, they're ninth right now. So they're behind Las Vegas as the last team on the outside looking in. But I mean, let's see. Are they better than the Colts? Are they better than the Dolphins? Are they better than the Browns?
0: Uh, Yes, Dolphins. No Colts.
2: And are they better than the Dolphins with Ryan Fitzpatrick? In terms of the games you have left to win.
0: Dolphins look... hype. I'm not going to get yelled at by Dolphins fans again, but the Dolphins hype is a little out of control.
2: All right. So I think Cleveland's probably safe at eight and three. Dolphins, they have some work to do, but again, they're only a game back uh, of Miami and Indy, the Vegas and Baltimore are at six and five. So,
1: and you look at if you're the Chiefs or, or the Steelers, whoever's the two seed, you could be staring up playing the Ravens or the Raiders or the Colts who could potentially be that seventh seed. I mean, to me, that's because those are all teams that could be maybe the chiefs or the steelers i don't think the point spread would i mean against if you're the chiefs you don't want to play the raiders you know you've had two crazy games and looking at the common opponents between the steelers and the chiefs there's a minimum of 4 games and i don't think they have enough so i think the actual tiebreaker would be strength of victory
2: oh that's probably uh, that's kansas city without question just without looking i mean they've blown out more people than the steelers i would imagine
1: uh, the Chiefs' strength of victory right now is four twenty. Ha ha. And the Steelers is four thirteen. Oh, okay. About so that? it is right there. Very, very interesting. As, yeah,
2: this this is interesting. So first round of the playoffs and it started today, blah blah blah. The Chiefs are facing the Colts, and that's a tough game. But the Bills at number four are facing the Browns at number five. So I mean it's like the you hit that sweet spot of medi- mediocrity. The the three Titans played the sixth offense. So it is a weird year because there are good teams that are going to be lower seeded and provide tougher competition for the one and two seeds.
1: Brian, what sense. do you think the most likely spot is for a Steelers loss? You said they don't think you're going to, You said you do not think they're going to go undefeated.
2: They can lose to the Colts. Where's that Colts game?
1: Uh, week sixteen.
2: Where Where is it?
0: Uh, Pittsburgh.
2: Yeah, I, I, I think
0: Col- I think the Colts will beat them.
2: I, the only issue I have is Phillip Rivers, because he, if it's indoors, he'll be better, but he could throw four interceptions in that game. Uh, the Colts, but I think that the Bills also will play them tough. That'll be in Buffalo. And then the Browns at the end of the year might have something to play for. If the Browns have 10 wins at that point, they may be like, ah, we're going to the playoffs. We don't care. And Baker, who's a game manager at this point, maybe, um, doesn't feel pressure to do anything. So I, I think I'll say Colts, then Bills, then uh, Browns in terms of most likely loss. Watch them lose to a football. Hey,
0: team. Ben doesn't lose to the Browns.
2: Yeah, but I I mean football team could, but I just think that's a big ass for Alex.
0: They also
1: have a Monday night game. I won't say where or who they're playing. Let's not rule that out.
2: Who do you want to be the quarterback of that game for the for the Bengals? Like who was your Bring back team?
1: Andy Dalton? <laughs> Joe Burrow with his torn ACL would be the Bengals' best shot of winning.
2: <laughs> Joe Burrow in a wheelchair, please. I'll take that.
0: I mean, can these can these friggin' guys grow up and, and bring out my boy Ryan Finley? He's just better than Brandon <laughs>
2: Allen. He came out and then he came back off he came back back. Went back you know, Ryan
0: finish.
1: Finley Actually. literally got the job and then benched before he even got to play a game, which might be my favorite uh I mean, Missouri, I mean, NC the State. Chiefs story.
0: Are, the Chiefs are on a six game win streak. Their only loss this year is that raid that crazy Raiders game in Arrowhead, where it was forty to thirty two. Um and they have Denver at home on Sunday night. <laughs> Denver quarterbacks will be back. At Miami, at New Orleans, Atlanta, and the Chargers.
2: Yeah, so New Orleans is the Steelers' best hope to get a little breathing room.
0: The Steelers really need the Chiefs to find a loss somewhere. I there. think the Dolphins
1: game can be tricky for them because their defense has been so good all season. And if Ryan Fitzpatrick's the quarterback,
0: yeah, I'm sure that the Dolphins defense could slow down Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> I mean,
2: I will I'm say sure. this though: one last thing about the Steelers being 11 and 0. This is how the Steelers play every year, but usually they're seven and five or something, so no one's paying attention. They just have gotten lucky, so they very easily could be the worst or second worst 11 and team. I don't think anyone really cares except you know people that are bored on social media. But this is how they play every single season. The The benefit is their defense is really good, and Roethlisberger is getting rid of the ball quickly. They're still doing a lot of the same harebrained things that make you crazy as a fan, but
1: they just happen to have gotten luckier than they have in the past. And Dolphins have given up the second-fewest points in the NFL.
0: If I were betting on it, I would take the Chiefs to get the number one seed.
1: Yeah.
2: I mean, it, it's it, usually this is the feeling Sealers fans have when they're Talking about the the they're division, they're eleven
0: and zero. It's like, well, they, yeah, the shoe's going to drop at some point. Like,
2: but you only have a you keep winning, and you only have a one game lead on the Chiefs. That's it's, the, that's it's tough. It's tough. They're like they could go fifteen to one, and you
0: won't get the first seed. That right. would be tough. So
2: that's I mean that's <laughs> <a> reality. <laughs> that
0: would be tough. And it's like in the first year where the only the one seed gets the buy. Well, that would make the NFL look stupid for taking the two buy
1: system away because you've never had an instance like that where just. You know, you have two teams that are head and shoulders above everyone. They get their buys usually, and now they don't.
0: Well, and let's get on this, but what are the chances? So now we have a team in Baltimore that's 6-5, and the ninth seed, that is ultimately – and, you know, I don't know if Tennessee has this issue, really, but, you know, like Indianapolis is the seventh seed. They could, in theory, fall to the eighth seed, and they lost to the Titans because they were missing guys because of COVID. Has there been enough that's happened – for the NFL to enact the eight-team-per-side playoff rule? What are they waiting for? I mean, we just had a game that moved – what's today? Nine days. Sorry, six days. Six days. Nine days.
2: Six days. And it moved three – It moved from one month to another month. And they had 20-something people that were on the list at some point, the Ravens did. So I don't know what else has to happen.
1: Well, I think that under the approval that they voted on, that games actually have to be canceled – and those games have to have a bearing on the playoff race. So until a game gets canceled, I think 18, 16 team playoff is out of the question.
0: Okay. So we think the NFL doesn't want the 16 teams playoffs.
1: I would think that because they seem pretty hell bent on not letting a game get canceled.
0: Yeah. They could, is, just, they could have just canceled this game
1: very easily. And been been like, All then like
0: eight teams and more money, then no one gets a buy. I think they're just trying to like, it's like when you're not the, like in theory, you've been, um, you've been, uh, you've been driving down the highway and you get pulled mm-hmm. over and you've, you know, you know, you can't, you don't, you need to get a little ways down the road before you get pulled. You just, you're just gassing it and you're just trying to get to, to the next gas station. It's a bad <laughs> example.
2: Yeah, I'm confused.
0: Uh, no, let's say you. You're just trying to get, you know, you're almost about to run out of gas.
1: Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And okay. you're just trying to stretch it to the, to the exit. Before, you're talking about the NFL thing. overall, right? Yeah. Like they, like they know that like, I've
2: said, like I've said in the past, they're trying to run out the clock on COVID. That's what right. they're
0: trying to do. What's, you know, in, I, I think new car, I don't know if new cars do this. My car does this. Actually, my AK's car does this too. Hers is newer, but it's like they stop because they don't want the, they don't want the liability of you running out of gas. So they don't want to be like, you have three miles left. It's like you hit twenty five. It says low.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. At that accept- point, the
0: responsibility is on you, the driver, to fill it up with gas, and you have to. And I think the NFL is might be on low right now. The and NFL is cr- the NFL.
2: is Kramer with the rental car or with the, the test <laughs> That's drive. Right.
0: That's right. Yeah.
2: And the, and uh, I don't know who's sitting in the passenger seat. I don't know who that is. NFL the like. car salesman. No, no, no. In terms of the NFL
0: sort of analogy, I don't know. Who oh, that is. Um, Roger Goodell. Sure, sure. John Breach. John, Breach. Right, let's get out of here. Jim breach. Okay. That's the podcast. That's the recap of Wednesday afternoon football. Thanks for listening. Um, to do we have sh- is there a show tomorrow? DFS will tomorrow. be out at what the hell's happening tomorrow on Thursday. Just three shows on Wednesday. DFS will be out at noon. Oh, we recorded that today. What is wrong with me? So
2: this will carry you a little bit. Then by, you know, lunchtime tomorrow, listen to week 13 DFS
0: best bets on Friday. Awesome. Uh, Great stuff as always, guys. Talk to you soon